We want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's a destination specialist with touring plans and can help you plan an amazing vacation. Whether it's Disney, Universal, a cruise, or an all-inclusive, she can help you with booking, planning, and strategizing to help you have an incredible experience at a great rate. Contact her today at michelle at touringplans.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Very special episode. Derek and Doug here. We literally just got off the Galactic Star Cruiser. We're going to be talking all about it. We're actually sitting in the contemporary right now. Found a little quiet corner. We're so excited. We didn't even get back to the studio. We're like, we got to record this show now. Right. We're in the convention area of the contemporary, and it's uh, the Saturday before Easter, so no conventions going on. So if you hear a little background noise, that is what it is. So got the portable podcasting equipment out. Uh, We had a wonderful time. This is going to be our spoiler-free episode of our Galactic Star Cruiser. And we actually already recorded on board our spoiler full episode, which will be coming out in a couple days. Yes, yeah, so we're going to give you a lot of logistics, a lot of ask for stuff, what you need to know, what you need to know going into it if you already have it booked and you don't want the storyline spoilers. Also, if you're thinking about booking, this is a great episode for that. And if you're just curious about it, stay with us. But first, some patrons, Derek. Yes, two new Patreons while we were on board. Thank you so much, Amanda Betton and Ryan M. for joining the Rope Drop Radio community, getting uh, definitely some bonus episodes that we recorded while we were uh, both on board and then at the park. So you'll hear more about the uh, trip that we took beforehand. But yeah, some good stuff. And thank you to all of our Patreons for supporting the show, interacting with us on this uh, trip. It's been a lot of fun, and uh, you guys are awesome. So thank you so much for supporting. Yes, and today, no Apple Podcast reviews to read, so make sure you're leaving some Apple Podcast reviews. We'll get to those on air when we're back in studio, but let's get to it. Let's talk Arrival, Derek. We had a rental car, and we just drove right on to but I think it starts with a message we got on our phone at Pop Century. Yeah, it was really great job, by the way, Doug, uh, checking the blinking light and then getting the message. Uh, I would have skipped it completely, but we found out that staying on property, you are able to get a late departure and uh, they will shuttle you to the Star Cruiser. Yeah, so they left a message at Pop Century. We never told them we were staying there. We just linked it to the same reservation, right? Um, We got the message saying, come to the Halcyon at 1. We'll give you a late checkout of noon. I don't know how many times I've asked for a late checkout at Disney World and never, never got one. And here they're like, here, take it. However, we didn't wait until 1 to go to the Halcyon, did we? No, we were too excited. I'm surprised we uh, got there when we did because we, we even had to putz around a little bit. We got there at 11.20 on the dot, and we were worried we were going to get turned away. I thought it was 11.39. Oh, I have 11.20, and we walked in. Yeah, we pulled in. I actually looked at the picture right before. But, yeah, uh, you can start getting in and start lining up at 11, but they are pretty particular. They will not let you start getting into the building till about 12.45, closer to 1 o'clock. Yeah, they did say that the uh, our friend Matt, yes, uh, Matt Alorian on Twitter, he works security there, and they open the gates where you can first pull in your car at 11. Now, when we did pull up, they offered to get us a cab to take us to Disney Springs so we didn't have to wait until 1. However, we stood in the line. There was about 8 people ahead of us oh. or so, um, but we were in the very first um transport up to the spaceship and that's we were perfect so we didn't wait nearly as long as the people in front of us grant the first person in line had on a batman shirt which i I, they were first in line with a batman shirt so we wasn't bad waiting it's gonna get hot and steamy though in the summer yeah, and shout out again to Matt, who uh, we had a great conversation with and definitely helped us get uh, ready for the cruise. He's been on the show before, and we're definitely going to have him back on the show uh, down the road he because he's stories. got some good stories, uh, especially with people on the Halcyon. So, Matt, I know you're listening to this. Cannot wait to have you back on because it, it there's some experiences that you need security for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, Arrival was really smooth. They valet your car for you. You don't pay for that. Um uh, they take your luggage from you, similar to a regular cruise. A lot of it has a regular cruise sort of feel and vibe, but not quite because you don't go through customs. 
You don't have to have your passport. I felt like I was missing paperwork. Like I didn't have to have a test or proof of a test. <laughs> Where cruising right now is so many papers and so many like QR codes. Uh, this was not, it was very easy. They gave us our magic bands when we got out of the car and it's my new forever magic band. It will for always be on my hand. Yep, definitely. I'm, I'm so happy. It was, they started the experience so well, the music, uh, just getting there. And then of course, uh, getting on the ship no spoilers, but it is definitely an experience in its own. Uh, the one thing they really went above and beyond is the show elements to make you feel immersed right away. Yes. And so then you get out of the transport into the Halcyon and they greet you. Each person gets greeted by their own individual person and they take you directly to your room. We're like halfway down the hall and Derek jokes about, oh, we're going to go to the end of the hall. And she's kind of like, oh, yeah. McKnight room. You know, I don't get those when I don't stay with you. Yeah, that's true. It's just where I get put. So we were, we weren't the last room, but we were pretty darn close. Um, and then we get there and our magic bands to work. McKnight thing. So, uh, but we were able to get into the room and let's talk about the room. Wow. I, I'm sure you guys have seen pictures online. We posted pictures and videos. It does not do it justice. You really do feel like you're in a room on space. You it's walk different. in. It, it, is, it is just incredible. Um, very Star Wars feel. You have your own personal droid video that interacts with you. You have the, the space windows so you can open and close that. By the way, at night, it is the most pitch black room I have ever slept in in my life. It's exactly like an inside state room on a cruise ship. Exactly. Just, it's dark. So if you need some light, bring, you know, have something that your phone can do, some ambient light, like a night light, or bring a night light. Um, I was kind of surprised there wasn't one in our bathroom. Maybe there was, and we accidentally turned it off. I don't know. There was lots of switches, kind of like a cruise ship. Um, the color scheme I loved, and that's just my shoes right now, to be honest. Um, the bed was really comfortable. Um, I can't speak to the bunk beds, though. That's you, Derek. Yeah, so I took the bottom bunk, and uh, it, it was... I fit if you so I'm five foot four. Um, if you're about five foot seven, you're having a hard time in that bunk. Right, Matt said he fits in it. I don't know how. Caddy corner, maybe it had to be, but he also was in the navy and slept on a ship in the navy. So I don't think we can trust his opinion on bunk beds. He's not. Once you're in the navy, you're not a normal civilian anymore when it comes to beds. But I still slept on it. It was a little more firm than what I was hoping, but I still slept fine. Uh, probably because we were exhausted. Uh, they, You definitely do. It's a small ship, but you do walk a lot, and you will get your calories burned. Yeah, the one really cool thing is, unlike the Disney Dream, where it could take you five to seven minutes from any point on the ship to get back to your room, not counting waiting on an elevator, um, we only took the elevator twice, no. and it was more just because we hadn't yet. Because... Our, we're on the seventh deck, which is the top floor. And we, I mean, we could be on the bottom floor in the dining room and from our room, which was down the hall in about a minute and a half. Yeah, it's definitely smaller than what I thought it was going to be. I mean, and even being on the outside of the building, I'm like, oh my gosh, you wouldn't even realize that oh, is a hotel. Similar. Yeah, and there's only a hundred rooms and they only fill 99 of them. So they leave one spare in case there's some reason to move somebody. Which, yeah, if the toilet backs up or something breaks, you got to have a, something to put them in. And talking to Matt, I mean, all the rooms are booked full. Our cruise was full. All the cruises have been full. And, and it's definitely selling out every single sailing. Sailing. It's sailing. A sailing. It's a, yeah. It does have it a, cruise a cruise feel. Cruise. The whole time I was like, this does have a, a DCL feel to it. If you love DCL, uh, this is another fun one to do. Yeah, it, it has that cruise feel. And what is a cruise? Oh, we, one more thing about the room. The outlets. For some reason, Derek doesn't travel with a charging plug, just his USB cord, because he assumes everywhere is going to have plugs for him to plug in his USB. There was one in the one, entire room. Only one. I don't even understand. The benches in the atrium, which the atrium is gorgeous, lovely. They did a great job with the atrium. The benches had four to six USB plugs in them in the atrium. I even hunted like through our room, like hands and knees, like there's got to be more than one. Nope, only one. So my watch is at like 40% right now. And the, and the TV's in the wall. 
So you can't even do the back of the TV type hack. So take your actual plug, Derek. It's a life lesson that I thought you've learned. Nope. Still haven't learned that one. Obviously, I didn't forget it, but uh, definitely needed. I I assumed things you assume that a Galactic Star Cruiser would have is USB ports. And then this morning as we're packing, like, oh, I had an extra one the whole time I had a plug. However, the way they have the plugs arranged are like catty corner from each other. So you can't actually plug two things in at once. There's two outlets, but you can't use them both at the same time. So bizarre. Only real complaint about the room. Yeah. Otherwise, the bathroom's great. Everything's really nice. Uh, enjoyed the room. The the shampoo is attached to the shower. That's so I, I kind of thought that you'd get your own little shampoos and soaps, and I was wrong on that assumption. You know, it, that it really is an environmental reason, I think. Yeah. I don't think it's money on that point. I think that is where they can say, hey, look, we're doing this for the environment because it is huge on reducing plastic. So I'm pretty confident that's why, not because they're being cheap like almost everything else Disney does. But um, it's a cruise. It's a cruise. You can tell a cruise person did not design the room because there's no extra little shelves, no little things like that. Plus you don't have movement, so you don't have the rails. Um, but because it's a cruise, we gotta talk about food. Oh, food. food. Let's start with our first lunch when we first got on board. Definitely the cafeteria, quick service. Um, if you've seen any pictures online, it is food that is very unique and very themed. Also, Doug has a hard time eating on this cruise ship. And by hard time eating, I would usually have my food and I'm done before he's even done talking to the chef about food allergies that they think you made up halfway through. You know, you could have waited for me once. Could've. No, no, I was I was eating. I was hungry. Well, I did wait, and then it was so ridiculous at times that I'm just like, yeah, I'm committed. I need to eat this. Yeah. It, it, so it's only been open for, what, a month and a half? Mm-hmm. And then some dude's standing there going like, I can't eat pistachios. And they're like, oh, well, we dusted this with pistachios. This has pistachio dust. Oh, this has a mango infusion. This, like, it's like they came across, like, a crate of pistachios and mangoes for free. We're like... Let's put it in everything. I think I could eat 40% of the food without modification. And when they offer to modify things for me, I'm very quick to say, no, thank you. Because then they they give me the full allergy treatment, even though I can eat gluten. I can have dairy. I, But once they go to modify, they go into their, this isn't going to kill anybody mode. And I don't personally need that. And so I don't usually make them do it. But I had plenty to eat. I wasn't hungry. The grilled cheese thing, Mm. like the bubble waffle on the first day lunch was probably my favorite lunch. It had a cheese dip sauce. It was great. I love that. I love grilled cheese. Maybe that's it. They had a ham and cheese sandwich. Like all the food is what you would find, but with like unique flavors, textures, and of course, look. Like nothing looked normal. Like the blueberry muffin I had this morning had like purple pistachio dust on it. Like he could, yeah, it's like literally pistachio dust that was food dyed purple a lot of food dyes different it did not taste good it's just they're just adding things for looks and flair and that's what i was allergic to the looks and flair um which isn't that big a deal um the dinner the first night if we want to transfer to dinner yeah there my allergy was a bigger issue so if you're new to the show i'm allergic to mangoes cashews and pistachios that's it no other nuts, not tree nuts, just those. Those are all three fruits. Um, the bayo buns came out first, and they brought me two sad little buns with no sauce, no salad, and then Derek got what looked like a three-course meal just for his appetizers. And those bayo buns were phenomenal. One was steak, one was chicken, and then one was curry. It was a little it unique. It wasn't steak. It was bantam meat. Oh, bantam meat. Yes. That That's is the, the other thing. thing. Everything, really yes. I ate a lot of bantha. I didn't even know I liked bantha, but I do now. That was the other, like for somebody with an allergy like mine, where I can read ingredients and figure it out if they tell me what's in it. But when they give it all Star Wars names, you can't. So the chefs were usually really good at talking to me. One of them I've. I kind of felt like this dude just doesn't like these flavors and wants to avoid them, like kind of vibe. But the rest of the chefs were great at talking to me. But yeah, Derek would be done eating lunch and breakfast before I had my food. However, dinner, they prepared it. They were ready ahead of time with my allergy. So my food came out at the same time, which is awesome because sometimes like 
like we went to Cape May last summer on our rope drop trip and you, the guys, everybody else was done eating basically when I finally was like, yes, you can eat that. Also, your question about the allergy sticks, they are not an Arabesh. They actually are the same allergy sticks. You're, that was what you were wondering. I so wanted an Arabesh allergy stick. I'd, be, I'd have it like by my, behind my ear or something like a pencil for days. I would have loved that, an Arabesh allergy stick. Um, but I get why they didn't do that because you need to know it says allergy. Um, that is one thing that, you know, you shouldn't theme. And that was about the only thing not themed That's on the whole Star Cruiser. Yep. How that, was the rest of dinner? I was going to say the dessert those? was uh, incredible, except uh, Doug had to get the allergy-friendly dessert. So they brought me something. So we had a steak basically in between there, right? Yep. It was dinner was really oh yeah there was some sesame chicken, some weird looking rice. But that was night two. That's the that's night two. The night one was the steak, and then the dessert I couldn't have, so they brought me the allergy-friendly dessert, which looked like Derek's dessert. If it got melted and spread around the plate, would that be a good description? That's about it. And it tasted terrible. I, mean, I took a huge bite and I regret that still to ne- two days later. Um, I let Derek try it. It was really bad. It was like, I, I don't even know what it was. It just it, Some of the desserts that Doug got, like the, the sunflower thing that you got. That was... That was so they had a sunflower uh, they don't oh, call the it a sunflower cookie they called it a cookie um and it's the girl that was telling me about it was not the chef but she was in the kitchen while we were waiting on the chef she's like i know you can have this one because it's the 10 most common allergy friendly and i actually was tried my best i didn't stop her to say like i don't have the 10 most common allergies so if it's it could have been 10 most allergy friendly made out of mango still would have killed me but if anyone ever offers you something that has the does not have the 10 most common allergies just politely say no thank you uh it was the weirdest cookie i've ever tasted like it looks like chocolate so your brain's like oh this is going to be chocolate and maybe for a second you're like this tastes like chocolate but then it kicks in and you're like chewing on a sunflower seed paste in the middle (laughs) by the end it's just like what am i eating my body won't even digest this it was one of the worst cookies i've ever had and and, and it's kind of the whole thing like in our second night dinner. i've had worse that, second it, night i got to eat almost everything though yes. i got the bread service which was good which meant they did understand my ironically allergy. that's where i couldn't eat it and yeah because the cheese was awesome that you probably ate more than you should have but it was mustafarian themed for the 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 Appetizer. second night it was around different planets so the appetizer was mustafar then the Though the bread service was moved so far. The appetizer was Felucia, yep. where we got the blue shrimp. Um, Felucia is a very forested planet. And then we got Kashyyyk, Kashyyyk steak. And we, um, there was. It was not uh, Wookiee steak for the record. No, you, no, not. We were not eating Wookiee. And then um, there was a, I think it was sea bass. They didn't actually tell us what kind of fish it was. It had a Star Wars name, but I'm pretty sure it was sea bass. Uh, Derek did not like the sea bass it was good though it was very similar to what you get on dcl and enchanted garden or like tiana's or rapunzel's um and then the tip yep you could add the chicken and we did i mean why wouldn't we want all the meats why would we opt to get less food um and then the dessert um i didn't get one part of a jelly thing but the food was really good here's it's almost dcl level it's not though because one of the things that holds it back significantly is they serve it family style. So when you serve it family style, you lose a lot of the garnishing, the presentation. But the desserts were served individually, but all the other dishes were served family style. I think for dinner, they need to go to individual plating family style. Like for the premium service that you're there for, family style just doesn't seem to fit. I agree. Now, they did have a kid's menu. Thankfully, because I, I, I texted my wife. I was like, I don't know what my kids would eat on here. Like I was struggling a little bit at times. And so my kids don't like anything that looks weird, but they did have a kid's menu. I mean, the one lunch we, they had mac and cheese and, and tip yip chicken the, bites. The mac and cheese was at both lunches and it was really good mac and cheese. Very creamy. I loved it. Um, they also had the tip yip, which is chicken in Star Wars uh, nuggets in there. The, I think the kids' menu would have been fine. They had that grilled cheese. I mean, my kids would have been fine, and my kids are obnoxiously annoying when eating. I think kids will survive. Um, the blue shrimp. Let's talk about that, Derek. How was it? 
I had half a bite. It was, I'm not a big shrimp cocktail guy, but man, they put a lot of blue dye on that because my fingers actually had a little bit of blue on them. But it was really cool when they served it and, and it had the dry ice oh. and the infusion. I mean, it was so cool. The presentation was better than the taste. I almost worry that they're raising shrimp somewhere in blue dye. Like, oh, I, I, yeah. there's this farm somewhere specifically for the shrimp. Yeah. I'm sorry, shrimp. The, uh, they also did have a Halcyon waffle. So instead of a Mickey waffle, you're getting a Halcyon waffle. So and somehow, it, and somehow they overcooked them. All of them. All of them. Both days. Yep. Both days. And they, they're not much better at scrambled eggs than DCL. So they took some cues from DCL and it's good and bad. <laughs> definitely, definitely some interesting choices when it comes to eating. And then you feel bad when they take your plate away and there's still food on it. You're right. like, oh, there's. Yeah. Uh, I wish so I would have ate it, but we tried. we tried, we tried, uh, we tried everything. And then there was two other dining experiences. They had snacks out in the afternoon, evening on the front desk that were eh, goldfish and whatnot, rice krispies. We also, after, um, things happened, I'll leave it at that. You have a dessert party and that was some of the best food I could eat. The, they had a, um, the popcorn popcorn was like the perfect amount of saltiness mm -hmm. and flavor. Uh, they had a gelato, um, and they had like a, it was almost just like eating frosting. It was like the gray stuff, but purple. Mm -hmm. And there was some other stuff. Um, that was where Derek enjoyed the allergy friendly cookie. That's like a sunflower. Um, and there was other things I couldn't eat. Was there anything else that stood out to you? They had some chocolate mousse things that were really good as well. And the other place we ate, of course, was on Batu at Docking Bay 7. We've eaten there a bajillion times. I joke that my food goes up $1 every time I go there. And I was right again. It actually did go up $1 since so, the last time, since the last time I yeah. ate there. Um, but uh, the one thing that we did, they said you can use the mobile order. Doug and I actually rope dropped it at 11 and just went up to the counter and ordered. That way we made sure it got Build to the Halcyon. It does come with an alcoholic drink, but it does not come with a dessert, which I thought was weird. But I got the, we both got the uh, the roast, the rib yeah, roast. The roast yep. with, it's a stir fry now instead of like yeah, mashed potatoes. No um, yeah, we got the most expensive thing on the menu because we could. So that pretty much sums up the food. Um, so when we got on, one thing that they kind of have a muster drill, just like a cruise, um, a kind of a sailing away party like a cruise. Um, and then you have a family of the day on a cruise. Guess who is the family of the day? The Rope Drop crew was announced in front of everyone. So huge shout out to Matt Alorian again uh, for hooking us up with that. That meant Doug and I got to go on the bridge by ourselves and put the ship into hyperspace to go to Batu while everyone watched us do it. They did a big countdown, uh, kind of like a sail away party, but yeah, really honored and really cool experience. They took our pictures. We posted some of those. So really fun that we got to be that special guest. I'm, I'm sure it was meant for like a little kid, but we were little kids at heart. I mean, earlier cruisings, I don't think it was meant for a little kid, right? But by the time we went, they sh they probably would have picked some cute child instead. They got two middle-aged guys That's pulling funny. a lever. Do you want Do you want to talk about kids for a second? There were Let's jump to that. Yeah, kids. There were a lot of kids on the sailing. In fact, we were told by multiple uh, crew members that we had the most kids that they had had yet by far. And um, some crew members, I think, were fine with that. Others were not. Same thing with the passengers. Some were fine. Yeah, if you're, if you're thinking not. this is a no-kids cruise, you are a mistake. And a lot of families, in fact, there was a newborn baby on there, which still... Yeah, that one blew my mind. That, that's, that would not. Uh, the lady looked like she was having zero fun the entire trip. Yeah. Just yeah. carrying a newborn baby. I don't even know where the husband's like super into Star Wars. That's actually my favorite people. off doing stuff. Yeah. And she was just like trying to keep it together with kids that was actually my favorite groups of people where you have one person super into star wars and then the other one's not at all and it's just like here we go but yeah kids of all ages uh they do have the uh, kind of a kids club uh it's kind of room there's no dedicated space they just met up randomly mm -hmm. the loath cat crew yep i'll say it because Derek can't say loath cat it's funny he can't 
Let's try it, Derek. Lothcat. I can do it you now. Lothal. It it's hard when I, yeah. Uh, they do a lot of things like droid racing, and uh, they do follow around uh, whenever the droid is out. The kids just surround that droid. He can't even move. Um, but the one big thing is kids do interact with the cast members and characters a lot more. And I, I know seeing it go forward, that is definitely going to be a challenge. They'll, they'll figure it out. Because, I mean, this was the first one with that many kids. So they had to have learned some things about that. I mean, they, they can only improve upon what they're already doing, which they're already doing a spectacular job. Um, but, yeah, so don't be afraid to take your kids. But I will say, if you do take your kids, remember, you still have to parent yeah. So a lot of kids were just running around like we were about to do an experience one night and you had to like check in to do this experience. You had to do tasks to be able to do this experience. So we were on the list. And as we're walking in, like 10 kids just rushed into the room and the cast member outside was like, I, uh, uh, I, I, I don't know what to yeah, do. Cause it's really hard to tell a kid, no, you can't do that because you didn't unlock this in your app while you were on Batu, Right. They're not going to understand that. Plus, one of the problems they have with the app is some kids can't do it. Like a five-year-old cannot operate this app and do the thing. So they'll do it with their parent. And then when we you check into these special events, well, mom's on the list, but the kid isn't. So then they're like, well, you can tell some cast members were struggling with what they should do with that. Yeah, so definitely a lot of kids. Uh, something, I mean, I'm looking forward to taking my kids sometime, but definitely going to wait till they're uh, a pinch older, I think. Uh, definitely... And, and be in Star Wars. I mean, some of them definitely were into Star Wars, dressed up, uh, did all the things, and then some were in Stitch, like, clothes. I'd say the, the kids that were into it the most were the 8 to 10-year-olds. Yeah. That age range. Once you hit 12, it takes a special child, like, right personality, but, you know, you get the tween years. Ugh between years well and let's talk about costuming real quick I, I think that was something that we hear we're in a couple of facebook groups for the star cruiser and a lot of people ask how many people dress up well there are people that go all in i mean we had people I, that were face painted head to toe three, like in character three, three, people, three people out of 100 rooms three people face painted so there's your percent body body painted the whole, whole thing Wait, and yeah. and there are people that go way above and beyond then there's people that don't do anything nike batman. shirt guy and batman guy Hoodie. like the teenagers are like oh, my parents are taking me on a vacation how dare they right yeah and, and i think it's more fun to dress up and doug and i were the galactic fly fishermen of the galaxy right. and uh we just had vests and then non-logoed shirts but uh Definitely, there are people that go above and beyond, make it really fun, make it interesting. Yeah, it costs a little bit more, but th there's something about the immersion. And also, cast members kind of interact with you a little bit more when you are dressed up and playing the game. Yeah, you don't think you have to paint your face, though, or go crazy. I think our level of dress didn't really do a lot but it made the cast member easier for him to remember who we were yep. it's also why we dressing consistently for both days i think is good because like at the end like one cast member had us do a certain task because he remembered what we did on bridge training type of thing side note not, we'll keep a little spoiler free doug and i yeah. are very good on the bridge like we dominated everyone else yeah sorry brendan we'd beat you yeah, I'm just, you know, Brendan, whoever, yeah, 12 year old listening to the show. But yeah, Doug and I work really well as a team doing all the tasks. But yeah, do you want, let's jump into uh, the storyline. We yeah. won't go into storylines, but the, the key is there are multiple storylines and you only unlock so many from what you pick. And you don't like pick, I want to be a Jedi, I want to be resistance, I want to be that. They ask you questions and how you answer them determine where it goes. And you can't do all the storylines. So you're going to have to go on this thing like, four times to experience everything it's impossible to do jedi and resistance or resistance and first order you just can't do it because as you answer the questions it takes you down your path and it, that determines what gets unlocked for you yeah like doug and i missed all the jedi stuff and uh, like i jumped on this morning looking at it, spoilers because we kept it spoiler free for us and it's like oh we missed this whole thing on the ship so yeah it's it you don't pick it's just how you go and in the big tip that we can give 
interact with the characters on board and that like i wish you and i would have done that earlier and i think we would have unlocked a few more things you were weirdly being not as extroverted as normal on the first night which i don't understand what happened there but like still though had we gone down and talked to say we pushed the jedi side of it more we would have missed some of the bridge and engineering stuff that we did do and clearly we were good at it i mean we were expert level we were so like one of the couples that we talked to they turned around and booked another sailing for september because they're like we need to get back on and i think that's something i'm thinking about i'm like oh i missed these things because i chose i started this path it makes me want to go back on so disney did a great job uh with yeah making people want to get back on the ship and do a different thing with attractions we talk about rewritability like this has a high rate of rewritability if you're talking about it as a ride um that was one question like how can they keep filling this up well because we did one fourth of it really yeah yeah there's all sorts of subplots in in that you follow throughout the thing. So you got a main plot and then you have all these side subplots and then they slowly come together. And even though it's only a like a 40 hour, 42 hour experience, it does amaze me as how many things are actually happening. Mm-hmm. And we're not sure how they could make it longer, but they could. And then you get to know the other cruisers better. Really enjoyed meeting some of the people we met, um, some fantastic people. If you're listening, thank you for listening. Also, thanks for interacting with us and our intergalactic sty or fly fishermen. So, is Batu. it we got to go on an excursion? It's a cruise ship, and also that morning of going to Batu, it felt so much like uh, the the ship pulled up at um, you know to, to, or like castaway, maybe not castaway. Yeah. But Bahamas. Bahamas. So we're in Nassau, right? Felt like that. How did we get there, Derek? First, what time did they tell us we could get there? Yeah, that's what was funny is that on the app, it's like, hey, you can get off the ship at about 940? 940. 940. Which is exactly and, what DCL does with Castaway. Yeah. And so Hollywood Studios is open 730 for early magic at the moment. I think it was eight. Eight. eight it's, yeah, so it's still early. And I'm like, and Doug's like, no, I bet we can get off earlier. So Doug and I literally rope dropped and we weren't even the first ones off. We weren't the first ones, but we were pretty darn close. And it was still in that first half hour operate. It must have opened at 830. So early entry was at eight. And so we were in that early entry and it was so empty. We got a lot done in bat two before other people even got done with breakfast. Yeah, they slept in and got off world late. Uh, definitely did feel like cruise ship. The getting there um, is a really fun experience. So getting from the ship to Batu in Just itself is an experience that is totally the, worth it. That transport, you've seen pictures of the outside of it on Twitter, blah, blah, blah. I don't care what it looks like on the outside. This is what's on the inside that matters. Holy crap. It was cool and a lot of fun and definitely kept you immersed. So, yeah, you get to Batu, and, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have been to Batu. We did ride Rise of the Resistance, but well, we, we had sit there. We yes. were told to go on Rise. We were told because you have to keep interacting through the app, through the communications that you're getting. So we had, we had three big tasks. One ended us up at Oga's where we got slipped a little thing, yep. and that was the coolest interaction. And we were told to go on Rise. We were told to go on the others and that's what opened up some of the stuff in the evening for us plus you have tools so we had to hack scan and translate and tune a lot of things and it, it, it kind of got done. old really fast uh, after a while because you're doing the same hack over and over and over again so that was my only negative i wish there was more interaction like the one interaction we had at ogas i'm like have two or three of these and you are going to up the level of the the batu experience for sure and uh, the falcon if people are wondering that spending this kind of money will guarantee you pilot it does not doug and i were engineers we could have been pilots right we gave it up to the other family it was a family of four and then we're a family of two and so they're like great six yeah so they had us in the pilot spot but we let the other two pilot and they were next to us at dinner so we had talked to them a little bit and so the the mom and the son flew it was fantastic because they're a lot like our family they just yelled at each other the whole time it was and and we yelled at them too it was it was fun then we and then we yelled at them at dinner and uh, (laughs) i stumbled off the ship and made it very dramatic because that's what derek does (laughs) yeah 
It was rough. It was a rough flight. We only got one coaxium. Yeah, it was and not as bad as my kids, but it was no, it was pretty bad. Man, the the kids were letting mom have it with her flying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so Batu was definitely a fun experience. We only stayed in the Star Wars area. I know some people spend some time going around Hollywood Studios, which is something you can do because there is not a lot. We got on the ship at about noon. There is not a lot on board the ship between noon and three. We played a game like Bingo. Right, Bingo. Which Doug and I both won. Sector Sec. Sector Sec. Sector Sec. It was Bingo in space. But the fact that you and I won and I came from behind, got the last one. There was also an Icebreakers game, like get to know your cruisers and stuff like that. It felt like a cruise ship, most anything that I've ever done in my life. It felt more like a cruise ship playing this than it did being on a cruise ship playing Bingo. Right. Yeah. Other than the thing that was very cruise-like was being able to go get a drink. And, you know, throughout the day, like the soda and the unlimited blue and pink milk and, well, green, green, pink, pink would be better. Let's go with pink. It'd be strawberry. Um, Sorry, I'm just used to quick. But uh, one of the people that we met on board while we're sitting here recording it commented on a Facebook picture about the blue milk. And Michelle, um, who's with Peggy, evidently loved it. I worry about taste buds if you're liking that. I don't know. I I got one glass of each on the first uh, dinner. One, and one and I could two drinks. I did a drink at the beginning. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna eat my dinner. I'm, I'm gonna give it another try. It it's so bad, Wes. I don't know how you do I it. I don't know. Wes could earn his money back in blue milk. Yeah. Because when he, we were here last June with Wes, he bought two. He paid for two blue milks. That's like sixteen bucks, isn't it? Yeah. Like, think of how much blue milk he'd drink. And those cups in Galaxy's Edge are not big. You can fill up a huge cup of blue milk. I don't know what that does to your insides, but it can't be right. Speaking of drinks, that probably messed up our insides a little bit. We did have some alcoholic beverages while we were there. Thank you, Anthony, for uh, sponsoring a couple drinks for Doug and I to try. We definitely had a few. Uh, I definitely had the Pod Chaser, which is an old-fashioned, really good old-fashioned, by the way. And, Doug, you had some. You had a couple drinks. You had a lemon drink that was hilarious. Yeah, the lemon rum. It was like it was like a sour head exploded into an alcoholic beverage with foam and and all the drinks like ogas had a unique star wars you know mark of the huntress which is a a bourbon mixed drink and uh they had a mustafar tequila drink so everything had its own star wars twist on it so i really enjoyed that uh there were people that drank on the ship as soon as the bar opened to it closing doug and i just kind of did dinner and then one after the things at night yeah nothing too crazy for us but there was there was plenty of people drinking the other weird thing is there was always empty seats in the sublight lounge except at the one and only sabak table that sabak table bothered doug the whole time because it was always only four people and doug wanted to learn how to play and we could never get a, a table there and they even promote having uh, sabak tournaments and we they went, did and we went we were a little late and i thought that she had all kinds of cards in there like she just let us play off to the side teach ourselves she's like nope there's a table up in the sublight lounge so but at dinner the first night the music was great that's that's technically the show so we got blessed with the uh, famous Gaia who's making a performance stop on our ship with all of her luggage they made a big deal about all of her luggage and that comes back into play later we found out so uh, but she was phenomenal walking around singing and being just a personality on the ship as well and you can do autographs with her and uh, it, it just really a phenomenal experience people complaining about there's not enough entertainment on the ship that is the entertainment yeah and the other musician was in the atrium a lot interacting with you writing songs derek helped write a song it was called worst order and what i love oh okay well Well, that i don't think that's on every ship uh, or every sailing so maybe okay we'll see okay you never we'll have to do it again to see if my song became a hit but uh, like he had a whole subplot, that musician. And so it's really fun. If you really interact with the characters, you really do become part of the story. Yes, yes you do. I think it's time for pros and cons. Well, we've done all the pros. 
What were a few things that you'd tweak and change if you could, Derek? I think the big one you and I both agree on, and a lot of the uh, guests, that there needs to be a spa. A spa. Yeah, because there were so many spouses that were there with their husbands that were like just in the moment not paying attention like the arm could have been chopped off they wouldn't notice and the spouse was just kind of like okay okay just there and how much money would that spa generate we we were in one of the rooms kind of just wandering around and there was a lady just sitting in there drinking wine in the engineering room just and that's where we discussed there should be a spa and she's like i've been saying that since i got here definitely a spa a grand in the spa Uh, a better kids club like an actual kids club thing to make it more kid not kid friendly but just uh because so many parents own then they could have their own storylines and their own meets with characters right in the club kind of like they do on the cruise line i think when they were coming up with this i don't think they thought as many people would bring their kids i honestly think they thought it would be like the first couple sailings very few kids but now it really is a lot like a dcl cruise so i don't think they thought that would happen but yeah they need they'll have to add on a a spa and a dedicated kids club kids club won't have to be big there's only 100 rooms on the ship it doesn't need to be huge like classroom size would take care of it also there's no trivia like on every right. DCL ship, there's Disney trivia. Why is there no Star Wars trivia? I get that it can mess with the timeline a little bit, but really, uh, th- there's got to be a way to do trivia in space. That like bothered me the whole time. Yeah, because on a real cruise, you have all kinds of trivia. The other thing that they didn't do that um, cruise line wise is you see the like towel folding activities and the craft activities. There is no craft activity which also would have been good with all the kids so that's something they could think about adding um towel folding there wasn't a folded towel in our cabin so that was i thought that last night we go in we see like a yoda folded up that would have been cool i I was shocked that there's no like tastings like how how cool would it be to do tastings around the world like around the here's a bourbon from coruscant here's there was definitely enough people not giving two hoots about the storyline. Yeah. They were just on vacation and just wanted to be on vacation. And they need the the tastings. That's a great one, Derek. That that one actually cracked me up. The people that were there, and I'm like, do you even like Star Wars? What are you doing here? There was one family. We're like, how'd they get this book? Because our sailing was not something you just accidentally booked because it like was open. You had to kind of have somebody in the know get it booked for you and like you had to make a quick decision too because there wasn't a lot of time from the date where you actually knew the actual price to where you needed to book it so everybody on our sailing was kind of in the in the know and there was families is like are you sure you're in the right place and there was also one big family that were confident they were a day late they had and they all had a t-shirt we couldn't find it was a t-shirt i wanted yep this is exactly what i wanted and they weren't selling anywhere and so it was almost like they lost their luggage and they were a day late and also the gift shop for the record is a lot smaller than i thought it would be and it didn't really sell exactly what i thought i mean they has a lot of in character stuff so if you don't bring character costumes you can definitely get them in the gift shop which is a huge you can yeah and and people did do that um but it didn't have all the swag that i was thinking there would be for like my kids i mean they're you think you're gonna buy a grogu thing on this ship it's not happening no and there's a gift shop after you get off and it's great and all they had a shirt that i wanted but it was only in smaller xxxl like the belt so i went back to the belt store and they only had xxl and youth small so the belt i wanted to buy and, and thank you some of my listeners uh you know actually asked me on on messenger and i'm like nope i did not fit either of those belts no, and so we were talking with Matt and Lorian as we were getting off the ship today at that um, gift shop, right? And uh, you know, I said, oh, I'm going to have to get real dedicated to a diet if I buy that shirt. And he's like, or you just go the other way. <laughs> it's, that'd be easier. Well, and then he did share with us how much money was made in that gift shop on the very first sailing. You remember that one? The The first three hours on the in cruiser gift shop made what a quarter of a million dollars in three hours and we spent 
$10 in the gift shop. We both bought a pin, but that's a spoiler pin. Yeah. So only certain people get this pin and well done by the way to oh, get someone to spend money. Same. I was, yeah, we both got suckered in. It's like, okay, oh, now yeah, I have to buy it. I mean, okay. Yes. Well done on that storyline. Little buy a pin. I, I wish they had more things like that. I'm not going to lie. Cause I would probably spend more money. Well, I wonder if like you went more down the Jedi route, if there was a Jedi oh, yeah. pin Yes. Like you kind of so got sent to buy. The, the fact that I had a resistance emblem on my vest yeah. is what even even wardrobe and costuming like that unlocks a few things when they see what direction. Because there was a guy that was first order all the way all in. And I actually want to talk to him about like what his path was because I never saw him like he was doing completely different things than we were it was like playing sabacc with kylo ren or something i don't know uh, yeah who knows i don't know no idea so that's that is the re-rideability i think for sure oh a pool a pool might be a good if, if they ever want to make this more than two days you got to have a pool yeah. kids need something to do and then um lastly you can book this experience it's limited availability is book booking right now throughout the end of the year but 2023 is not out yet so if you really want to do it you get on the list be ready for 2023 email michelle right away so she is in the know uh there are some very limited ones for this year but yeah that's one where you just need to plan ahead uh and just talk to her and thank you michelle for doing this it is doug's birthday today so this has kind of been a birthday trip so uh, it's been mm -hmm. fun it's been uh, honored so the big question that i have now gotten multiple text messages even while sitting here is it worth the price, Doug? If you would have asked us after we got back from Batu, which we were the first ones to Batu, which means we were back quick. And if you would have asked us in a couple hours following the Batu excursion, we probably both would have said, eh, that would be the answer. Yep. If you're a huge Star Wars fan, yes. If you're not, eh. But after last night, without giving any spoilers away, yeah, it is. If you if you like Star Wars, if you don't like Star Wars, like if you can't name the characters in the original trilogy, do not come on the cruise. Yeah, and it was really cool that every like every cast member or crew member has a backstory, has a planet, and and like they will like you talk to them about it, they will go back. And Doug and I realized right away that we needed to come up with a better backstory because yeah, ours ours fell apart after about question One, number two. Right, right. Question number two, they're like, uh huh, yep, good try. Yeah. Like, tell fell. me about your ship, and I'm like, oh, we I don't even know things. Oh, <laughs> um. Also, shout out to the, the crew member from Naboo that we talked to. Um, it was nice to meet you. Um, and, yeah, she she uh, did a fashion show for Derek. There's a spoiler. Listen to the spoiler show. You hear about Derek's fashion show. I am fashionable. I'm also extroverted. So I did all the things. Uh, I had no problem yelling, cheering, getting involved, uh, which I do think there there is something about being which more extroverted. You, you did more of it on day two. Yeah. Day one, you you didn't. You didn't I want to do all day. the things. Like I was so. Here's the so thing. I was confused. Uh, the, the, I wish they would do a little bit better explaining. The, and they do have a, a thing with the app. But just like we went in with no spoilers. And so we didn't know anything but and we had some advice yeah. but like you got really in the app like you were walking into walls practically I staring did. at your phone i right? actually yeah. hurt my shoulder yeah. and i so was like, really bad where you, you need to it needs to be 50 50 with talking with crew and doing the data pad the data pad not as important as i think you thought on day one yeah, I thought this was going to be a key element it is it is, it is definitely a key element but i thought you do you just it's a unique experience. So asking me about the money yeah, and like taking my it? family uh, after the second night, I'm like, I'm ready to book. I'm not going to lie. I, I really want to take my kids. I think my youngest is a pinch too young, but I definitely want to hit that gap where my older kids who are still into Star Wars right now. So maybe in a year and a half, two years, uh, book this up for 20, late 2023, maybe early 2024. Um, wondering if they're going to ever change the storyline a little bit to give that rewritability. Like you just change cast members and it changes things. Yeah, I, your kids different, totally different ages than mine. I think Samantha would love to go right now, 
Um, I don't see in its current variation my wife ever doing this because she she likes Star Wars. She does Star Wars attractions. She can name all the main characters, but she thinks it's weird I watch the cartoons. You need to be at the level where you can name some characters from the cartoons if you really want to enjoy this. Um, I don't know that I'd take Claire or Alden right now in their tween just general. Yeah, like everything I do is the most embarrassing thing on earth. Would I go next week with Samantha if we could afford it and have the time to do it? Absolutely. Yeah, I would absolutely take my two older kids. I think they would have so much fun playing the games, interacting with characters. Uh, but it's it is expensive, and so to each their own. If you are a huge huge Star Wars fan, I think this is a must do. Like if you eat and breathe, if you have a Star Wars basement, yes you need to be on this thing and get on it soon. So talk to Michelle. And in talking to people on the cruise, we talked to more people that were bigger Star Wars fans than Disney fans. And I think that surprised me a little bit. I think Disney's marketing was 100% geared more towards their Disney fans because they had Disney bloggers, Disney influencers on. And that's probably not who they needed to advertise to. They had a few Star Wars people I, I mean, just a handful, though, in comparison to the Disney blogs. Um, we're a little bit of both. We cover Star Wars way more than most Disney things, even though our Disney or our Star Wars movie reviews are our least downloaded episodes. They go on the Patreon page now. Yeah, they're Patreon page now because we can't. Yeah, they just can't make. They can't cut it. Um, but if you love Star Wars, um, even a little. You don't have to win a Star Wars trivia. I would say Derek and I, I, I would put, you said we were right in the middle on our Star Wars knowledge. I would say we're a hair below the middle. There was some kids on this cruise that I think would just destroy us in trivia, Star Wars trivia. Yeah, it, you definitely have to have a little bit of background in Star Wars to get the most out of it, for sure. Uh, it did amaze me, you were right, though, that there were a lot of people on this that had never been to Batuu, or they only had one experience. Like, they were. They were Star Wars fans, and now they're getting pulled into the Disney bubble because of this resort. And that's something, I yeah, you're right, Disney did not plan on. And, like, people are like, oh, I've never been to Batuu. That was insane. That was incredible. And I'm like, that is an experience Doug and I didn't have because I think I've been there, I don't know, 30 times. I was there opening week. So, and you were there opening day and uh, for Rise and for Out West. So yeah. we've had the experiences, but yeah, if you haven't had those experiences and you're a Star Wars fan, by far, this is something you need to book and, and do. Yeah, and the one family, they're like, now we got to come back and do the rest of Disney World because this was so great. I'm like, okay, it's going to be a little different, but yeah. <laughs> we didn't have to mess with Lightning Lanes, Genie Plus. The, the Fast Passes were just on our magic band for the two attractions um it was super awesome overall i had a great time uh glad we got to do this together for the show uh definitely put a lot of pictures and videos out there and if you guys have any questions let us know i think we might we have a spoiler episode that's going to be coming out in a couple days and then down the road we might do a listener questions episode to be able to cover a little bit more well in any listener question episode we can answer star cruiser questions mixed in with regular park questions dcl questions that's a great thing about listener questions true so awesome well we have to get to lunch doug has a birthday lunch at steakhouse 71 and excited for that so happy birthday doug i'm glad we got to do this thank you michelle not only for booking this but for uh setting us up over doug's birthday to be able to do it so a fun way to celebrate and absolutely if you want to book this experience talk to michelle get on the list she will help you get it all booked and ready to go uh and it's a great one so and also if you want to support the show hit up our patreon we do have a bunch of patreon episodes and stuff coming out and one of the greatest pictures of all time where i'm holding a balloon and doug's holding me down uh that everyone got to see and like but yeah a lot of fun things in there and be sure to follow us at rope drop radio leave a review because we're gonna get back to those next week and absolutely we had a great time uh book it so for doug i'm derek you've been listening to rope drop radio may the force be with you